Intentional Living today, Dr. Randy Carlson, along with Ron Deal, joining me from Family Life Blended. We thought we'd spend a day, maybe a couple of programs here, talking about the blended families during the holidays. I'm already stressed just hearing about it, and uh, (laughs) we'll find out what Ron, who's the expert on uh, blended families, uh, can offer some help and hope and encouragement for blended families. All families are stressed during the holidays. I mean, this is just a stressful yes. time. Uh, but uh, how do we handle some of the uh, unique factors of being, being in a blended family? So, Ron from Family Life Blended, welcome to Intentional Living today. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Randy. Thanks for having me back on the program. It's always a joy to be with you. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just open the phone lines. Uh, I know we have some blended families uh, who are listening around the country, and maybe you want to contribute a thought that's helped you during the, the Christmas season or holiday season or stressful time that helps you as a blended family uh, to keep your sanity and to work through the some of the challenges. One thing, we're all about one thing here. What's one thing that's helped you? Give us a call, 888-888-1717. We'll get you plugged in, and, and you can join the discussion live today. 888-888-1717 being held for Blended families uh, discussion. All right, Ron, you're the expert on this thing, uh, on blended families. Holidays, uh, do the two mix very well? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? They can and they can't. It really depends on a number of factors. Let me ask you a question as we dive into this subject. We were just talking off air about COVID. Uh, My wife and I just had a second bout of that. What if, the pandemic. I mean, Randy, what do you think our listeners would do if the pandemic came back with a total resurgence, uh, maybe a different variant, bigger, badder than ever, and all of a sudden we are right back into, you know, seclusion and isolation and stay. What do you think would be the emotional impact on people? Uh, a great deal of denial. I'm not going to cooperate. I'm going to be out anyway mm-hmm. because they don't want to go back home and close the door and be with everybody right. else for the next right. uh, six months. And at the same time, their place of business would shut down right. and the neighbors would go, you know, what's going on with you? And there would be this return and resurgence, if we could say it that way, of stress, maybe some chaos, a whole lot of unpredictability. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have just experienced blended families in the holidays because nine months out of the year, this family was starting to make some inroads with one another. They're building relationship. And this is a new family experience. If they're 10 or 15 years down the road, they've got lots of connective connectivity with one another. They're, they're happy you know, for the most part, things are going pretty well for them. And then you come to this season where all of a sudden there is this resurrection of stress and you're not not sure what to do about it. I, a friend sent me an article just this morning that's making the rounds new story about a grandmother who is refusing to put up a stocking over the fireplace mm. for her nine-year-old step-grandson. Now, her son, this grandmother's son, uh, is the stepdad to this nine-year-old, and he's okay with it. He kind of thinks, yeah, mom, I understand why you would think that way, whatever the reasoning is, I'm okay with that. But his wife, the mother of the nine-year-old, is saying, she didn't put up a stocking. We're not coming to her house for for Christmas. I I understand that. 
my son walks in and everybody else has got a stocking and yeah. everybody else is having, but there's no place for him. What message does that send to my son? Well, now the man and the wife are arguing and fighting and he takes to the internet to ask people what they think and what he should do. And that's how this new story ended up <laughs> in my lap. That is a resurgence of the pandemic, if you will. That is, mm -hmm. we, we were kind of grooving, we were going along and all of a sudden there's something about the holidays, the tradition, the value, the, the import that we place on traditions like stockings and all of a sudden somebody feels like an outsider somebody feels a divided line between mm -hmm. the family of those who are in and those who are out and now we're hurt we're angry and we're in conflict yeah I wonder it doesn't what, take much to no. just resurge all of that stuff oh that's right i could see a missing stocking on that um that boy he would be pretty upset i could understand that yeah that's very interesting absolutely absolutely so the point is um, normal life we can kind of get through, but then come the traditions and the holidays and sort of the magic that we that we place on family time, et cetera. And now all of these little dividing lines, all these little hurt feelings, the uh, I, I, I'm not quite an insider yet. I, I feel like an outsider still and you're treating me differently than other people. Like all of that yeah. stuff gets magnified. And now we're sort of set back a bit and we're trying to figure out there's a lack, lack of predictability. There's a lack of trust and all the little things just sort of got turned into big things. Let's use that as a case study for a minute. By the way, you're welcome to join me. Maybe you have a comment on that or one thing that's helping you as a blended family that's working or a question you have for Ron Deal from uh, Family Life Blended today. Uh, give me a call, 888 1717 Phone lines open to you, 888 all right, Grandma says no stocking uh, for my son's uh, stepson, right? Yeah, I'm not going to put grandson. it up. Gr gr grandson, right? I'm not going to put it up. Uh, she has her reasons for whatever. Um, her son says, "Well, I'm I'm kind of fine with it, but my wife is having a fit." Mm -hmm. Wh where did this all go wrong? What what if you were sitting in the middle of that uh, family mm -hmm. and you were trying to sort through it, short of saying, Grandma? you know, buck up and put the stocking up there. What, what would you yes. say to the, to this? Cause it seems to me that the, the hub of this thing is, is the son uh, in this yeah, family. Let, what would you say? Well, first of all, I'd kind of go around the circle and let's just look at it from everybody's point of view right now. Everybody's thinking bad things about grandma. So let's start with her. <laughs> She's going to um, get run over world, by a grain, reindeer here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what is, how does this make sense for her? Well, you can imagine her going, well, you know, this young man is new to me and I don't really know him and he doesn't know me. We don't have a great relationship. My uh, step-grandson, uh, we're working on it, but I just don't feel like he's kind of, you know, family yet. So all the other stockings have something, a deep meaning and a relationship attached to it. So it just doesn't feel like that's there. And oh, by the way, my other biological grandchildren have kind of let me know they would be a little offended if all of a sudden the new kid in town just mm. gets placed right up there alongside us. So I'm kind of guarding their feelings and I'm, I'm looking out for what is rather than worried about what might be. And I'm just not sure. Now that sort of um, restrictive thinking is one of the things that's hurtful in blended families. Instead of people opening themselves up to new connections, new relationships and saying, you know what? God gives us enough love for everybody. Me loving this nine-year-old over here is not going to take anything away from a relationship that I have with my other grandchildren. Um, instead of having that sort of viewpoint, they have a, you know, a, a pessimistic viewpoint, a restrictive, like somehow I got to take away from you to gift over here. That's not true. 
That is not my first thought, Randy, when I heard this story was, huh, Christmas time. There's no room at the inn. <laughs> Some things mm-hmm. never change, right? I mean, yeah. no, let's open up our hearts to the to the world and say, God gives us more than enough love. But what to, is, to what, is she, people, what is the grandma? People. What about the gr- the grandma's thinking though? But my my uh, grand other grandchildren have kind of given me the feedback that they haven't accepted this nine year old yet, and uh-huh. uh, I'm really concerned that they're going to be threatened by this. I'm okay with it. I mean, I want to have the big picture and the the big open arms. But if I do it or I don't do it, I'm between a rock and a hard place. I can't yes. make everybody happy with this deal. And so I'm just choosing this. What what, do you, what does she do or what do they do? I would encourage grandma to look at those other grandchildren and maybe some of her other adult children who are still sort of, you know, feeling out of sorts about all of this. And for her to do have a little teachable moment and say, hey, guys, look, uh, it's OK. We want to welcome everybody to this mm-hmm. family. New people, old people, everybody matters. Everybody has value. The Savior has come. We are celebrating him in Christmas time. And guess what? He was open to outsiders all the time. Let's be like that. We're going to put a stocking up for this young man. And no, he doesn't really know his place yet in this family. We still don't haven't, haven't figured out all these relationships. They're new to us. But this is how we start by welcoming. Welcoming is the way it begins. We don't wait until we have this great, wonderful relationship. Everything's worked out. Lots of history before we put up a stocking. We're going to do it right from the start. And oh, by the way, I think that's what we did when we put up your stocking as a new baby. You know, we really didn't know you either. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And yet we welcomed you into the family. And so we're going to do that with this young man. Now, Randy, the other side of this whole scenario, I think, is the son, the adult son who is the stepdad. Uh, he's in that rock and hard place that a lot of people find themselves in in a biological in a, in a blended family situation where one side is saying no 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 and the other side saying yes 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 but for him you know i would want him to to choose his wife yeah to say this is a leave and cleave moment uh, mom i love you but mm, i'm not sure you're handling this right i want you to put up a stocking for my stepson let's make him feel included that would be the choice that would side with his wife, his new covenant relationship with her and uh, invite everybody else to figure out how they're going to be okay with his new family as it is. Now, let me just back up a second, because it could be that maybe, you know, this adult young man, um, stepdad has made some choices in the past that other people don't approve of. And maybe some of those choices mm. brought about this blended family. And so there's a history here where people go, you know, we, we just can't be okay with everything you've done. And therefore, we're going to sort of boycott your new family. That is something I see, Randy, in Christian families. And I just, I, I think we got to be candid about that. That is not a forgiving spirit. That is not somebody, it's sort of like, we're going to punish you for whatever choices you may have made in the past that brought about this family circumstance. And we're going to punish those other innocent people that came along with you. I just don't think that's the way we should approach it. Yes, maybe there's some accountability. Yes, on some level, we're still calling him as an adult man up to following Jesus with surrender, total surrender in his life. But no, we don't use family occasions to somehow punish or make a point. I think that just wraps Mm -hmm. in our hurt and animosity is dictating yeah. how we handle that situation. 
Great foundational uh, principles as we're talking about blended families during this stressful holiday season with Ron Deal from Family Life Blended. This is, uh, I mean, he's the expert. I don't know how many books you've, how many books have you written on blended families now, Ron? Uh, I've written nine books nine on the subject. Books and a lot we of have conferences. Our own podcast and, on a regular, yeah, podcast on a regular basis and uh, eight video series that are available for people to use in churches and so on. A lot, a lot of very practical help. And Ron's willing to take your questions, your comments, your input here on what you're doing as a blended family during the holidays. You can give us a call, 888 We'll get to Jenny and Dave here in just a moment. Before we do, though, uh, I was thinking as, as we're approaching the holidays, I always advise people, you know, don't try to solve a potential problem right in the middle of the problem. Uh, Christmas is a stressful time. And I learned over years of leadership, it's the meeting before the meeting that's most important. And maybe mm-hmm. having that that meeting before Christmas gets here, like grandma laying out, this is the way it's going to be, why yeah. it's going to be, set the platform and don't wait for it to blow up and then try to solve something in the middle of, of Christmas dinner. Um, Randy, that's so, so insightful. I just got to compliment that to say, okay, for a blended family, in this case, it's the husband and his wife, the biological mother, like that's the team you never want to let sacrifice. You want to connect, be together, decide how you're going to deal with this together, be a united front, and then talk to extended family and grandma mm. uh, about this situation. Blended families. We'll take a break um, in a moment here, Alex. We'll come back. We got questions. A daughter that no longer wants to come home. Uh, and then there's some disrespect showing up in another family. How do you deal with all this? Blended families. You can join us. By the way, we're on Facebook Live as well. If you'd like to see Ron, you can ignore me, but you can see Ron. Uh, Ron Deal, we're talking today, or you can call 888-888-1717. Alex, take a break for us. We'll be right back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. A lot of us have people in our families that don't know Jesus. But did you know that even Jesus had family members who rejected him? That's why Dr. Randy Carlson is offering you his teachings on this, where you'll learn how to sustain a relationship with family members who don't share your faith in God. If you missed an opportunity to give during our year-end fundraiser, you can give now and have your gift matched and doubled by generous friends of the ministry. We'll automatically deliver this month's exclusive teaching and other intentional living tools directly to your inbox every month. Give right now and you'll also receive the Names of God calendar, where each month features a different name of God, beautiful scenery, and a description of the meaning of God's name for that month. Your monthly support helps people live an intentional life in Christ. Call 888-888-1717 today or visit TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com. And, you know, that's the same number you can use to join uh, Ron and myself here in this discussion about blended families uh, during the holiday, the stress, what's one thing you've learned. Maybe you have a question, comment, 888-888-1717. Let me go to Jenny in Kansas. Jenny, how you doing today? Hey, a little emotional. <laughs> a little emotional? What, did we set off some emotions with this? Yeah, um, just the previous story even, too. Oh. Well, go right ahead. What, what's going on? Um, 
So my husband's daughter, my stepdaughter, hasn't wanted to be in our lives the past two years. And that happened right after Christmas. Um, And Christmas was great. And everything was great before then. And uh, so it's really hard on us as a family. And it's really hard on my husband. And I don't Mm. know. Do you know what happened? Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) I don't want to say anything bad about anybody else. But I think there's um, like a problem about seeing what we have as a family. Um, You know, we bought a new house and we have a new baby. And and he's Mm. doing so much better in his life than he used to be. Mm. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. And so that's hard on other people, which I understand. That is so, so difficult. How old is your stepdaughter? Um, Well, she was 16 when it happened, so I think she's 18 now. And yeah, her birthday was just a couple Mm -hmm. days ago. Man, Um, that's so difficult. I know your heart breaks, and here you're coming up on Christmas again, another special time, and you really want to be with her. And of course, it doesn't look like you can be, and this reminds you of when it all shook down a couple of years ago. You know, yeah. I'm not, I don't know the specifics of your circumstance, but I can imagine lots of people I talked to. In fact, I just had a conversation with a woman just this last week who is in a very similar situation and hasn't seen her child in some period of time. Sometimes there's an influence on the other side of the family, the other household that, that, that's sort of getting inside yeah. the heart and mind of the child. Sometimes there's right. been something that happened in the past that the the child is sort of just coming to on their own. They're just finally realizing the way things happened back in the day when the divorce occurred yep. or whatever it was. And, uh, you know, those. all of that. Yeah. And, uh, and really, I mean, the situation is because the child has a choice of where they are with their time. Um, they, they have the ability to withdraw and stay away. My encouragement to you and your husband is, it is a delicate thing to pursue in a situation like this, and you have to gauge what that means. It could just be a soft touch through text, even though you never get a reply. But mm-hmm. the little message you're giving her is, we haven't gone away. We still love you. Mm-hmm. We're not done. We're not writing you off. Because my experience is, and I can't promise you this, Jenny. I wish I could. But I, I, my experience is eventually kids open themselves back up again. If, 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 we're, if we're using pandemic language here, she closed and you keep waiting for her to open again and you just never know when that's going to happen. And so you just sort of have to keep staying close enough that when she reopens, it will not be hard for her to find you. Yeah. Much like our father yeah. when, as he pursues us in life. He yeah. has been keeping that line of communication open and even mm-hmm. offered therapy several times. So mm-hmm. we just keep praying that eventually something will change because everything was wow. great at our wedding. And when we announced we were pregnant and she's never met my daughter. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so sorry. Well, yeah, Jenny, yeah. I hear the, I hear the pain in your heart and, and um, you know, I think it, it raises a, a point um, Ron about, Two families comparing how that can happen. Secondly, a sixteen-year-old, yes. the emotions are there. Sixteen years old, and yes, right, and stuff going on in her life. And then it's easy for a, a parent. It'd be easy for Jenny to personalize that I did something wrong, when it could mm-hmm. be just something that the sixteen or seventeen-year-old is going through in her own life. She's got to sort through. Yeah. Uh, and the idea of leaving that door open is is a powerful thing because it'd be easy to take it personal and then respond in a negative, uh, 
you know, put up a wall on your side and then it's over. Yeah. Part of the struggle in a situation like this is there's, there's so many unknowns that we're just really not sure what to do, what approach to take, how to respond. And so for them to just gently pursue, and again, can't aggressively pursue. I, yeah. I find that that'll chase a child further away, but gently pursue, I think, is the approach to take. One other quick little observation that may be going on under the surface here. We talk a lot about earthquakes and aftershocks when it comes to blended families. Like anytime you've been through a, a massive earthquake in your life, a death of a parent, divorce of a family, adjustment to single parent home, you know, financial change and loss and new friends and old friends and having to go to a new church because of having to move. And then that happens over again when a new blended family takes place, mom or dad or both recouple. And so lots of transition for children. Every one of those is a little aftershock that followed the giant earthquake that started the whole thing. So this could be, while it's a happy moment for Jenny and her husband, having a new baby, new family, new house, it can be an aftershock for a child who feels like somehow I get lost in this mix. Mm -hmm. Somehow um, things happen and I'm no longer, you know, as, as connected as I wish I was. And so any, any time you have an opportunity to speak to that loss, to acknowledge that it might just come in the form of, Hey, just want you to know, I, I see how hard all of this has been for you. That little comment, just says to the child, I see your hurt. I see your pain. You're not forgotten. Yeah, or here. You can tell more, share more of that with me if you want to. Not sure that's uh, part of the variables here, but it very well could be. That's a good, good insight, uh, Ron. You know, we were just talking about COVID a little bit earlier, and some people have very little uh, reaction to it. They get through it quickly, and mm -hmm. others can be sick for a long time. And have right. after COVID uh, issues. Um, and that can be true in a blended family. Some people can go through the process, seems like, in a quicker way. And here yes. you're still feeling stuck and sort of sick and hurt. And they're forgetting about it. And they're moving on. And yep. like you said, uh, just acknowledging, hey, you're still not there. That's okay. We love you. Uh, we, we hear your pain and, and we're here for you. Is acknowledging that it's okay. It's okay to be there. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's That's good. exactly right. And if there's one trend we see, it's that adults tend to get through it more quickly, to use your language, mm -hmm. whereas children need longer period of time. It's sort of the after COVID or the long COVID, sometimes we call it. For kids, it's a long journey mm -hmm. to deal with all the changes and things that have happened. And every one of them was an unwanted change in their heart and their life. And so that builds up. It can really become hard, a hard place in their heart that just might bring about some of this kind of behavior. All right, quick break. We'll be right back. There's, I have a whole list of questions I haven't even gotten to. We've got callers we need to get to. If you're available, Ron, after we go off live here in a few minutes, if you can stay, we'll record a program for, for a little air a little bit later in this week. And so we'll leave our phone lines open. We'll get you on. I promise to do my best to get everybody on the line who's calling Maybe you have a comment or a question for Ron Deal. We're talking blended families, 888-888-1717. Redeemer. Father. My refuge. The ways we describe God may change depending on what we're facing. Teacher. My shepherd. But one thing remains constant. God is always near you 365 days a year. And Intentional Living has a reminder of God's constant presence in your life that we'd like to share with you. 
When you support intentional living with a gift of $30 a month or a single gift of $365, we'll say thank you with the 2023 Names of God calendar. Each month shares a different name of God, beautiful scenery, and a description of the meaning of God's name for that month. Your support of intentional living continues to provide daily hope and encouragement. And the Names of God calendar will remind you that God is with you all year long. You can give now at The Intentional Life com or call triple eight triple eight seventeen seventeen. One of the things we see in the book of First Corinthians fifteen is how Jesus had an encounter with his half brother James after his resurrection. It must have been a powerful moment as Jesus exposed his hands and showed him the nail prints and shared with him again why he was here and what his purpose was as God in man form. And it obviously made a difference in James' life because he became a mover and shaker in that first century church. That encounter between those siblings here on earth must have been a powerful moment. Wouldn't it have been beautiful to just see what happened at that moment between Jesus and James as uh, James had a revelation and all of a sudden insight of who his brother really was. A really powerful lesson this month for our Intentional Living community on how did Jesus handle his relationships with his family uh, he had siblings, he had brothers and sisters and some dynamics that were pretty interesting that you may relate to, some jealousy, some rejection, some acceptance, and how Jesus handled those relationships. Uh, so listen for the, or watch for the lesson. It's, it's coming your way uh, as a community. You receive it automatically by email, video, and audio. If you're not a part of the Intentional Living family, come and join us today. Uh, and every gift is being matched to help us close out this year Go to uh, theintentionallife.com to share that gift. And boy, it's going to be a big help. We need your help. Again, go to theintentionallife.com. All right, I got about one minute, Ryan. I know you wanted to follow up with Jenny, and then we're going to continue a discussion afterward and record it so folks can join us. So go ahead. I just want Jenny and people in similar circumstances to know that Family Life Blended has an ongoing podcast, um, drops a couple times a month. We've now just passed 100 episodes, and we're talking about these kind of subjects on a regular basis. As a matter of fact, we have one of the best series on parent alienation that uh, people tell me is just fantastic. And then after the first year in January, we're, we're having another conversation, this time with an alienated child. Mm. who eventually grew up and saw the light of day and reconnected with their lost parent. I want to give hope to Jenny and people in those situations. Tune in and find out how that can be part of your story as well. All right. Well, I hope people will track down that podcast and uh, take a listen, uh, Ron. Very important topic. Uh, Ron Deal is here. We're live, but we're going to go and continue. We're just going to roll the tape, even though we're not rolling tape anymore. Uh <laughs> Alex is going to roll the computer, I guess, and we're going to record another show that will air a little bit later this week. But we're going to open the lines again, have you join in. If you have a question, comment for Ron, uh, how you're dealing with uh, stress in your family as a blended family. Maybe you have a question you want to ask, uh, you can call 888-888-1717. 888-888-1717. Dave, I'll get to you. We've got disrespect during the holiday. Um, and then Barbara's got a comment she wants to share. I want to ask about expectations, uh, grandparents. Uh, what about when you have different religious or Christian views, secular versus a Christian view of Christmas and that tension? When is too much for too much for kids when we operate out of guilt, you know, trying to buy their happiness and acceptance? Some of the things we'll try to get to 
uh, when we uh, continue our discussion. So be listening for that later in the week. Join us now by calling 888-888-1717. For those of you on Facebook, thanks for joining us uh, and being a part of the show today. More next time from Intentional Living.